I was running until I wasn't. My hospital stay would have cost nearly $48,000, even with insurance. But with VA, I'll pay zero. And VA is the best, most affordable healthcare in America for veterans like me. Knowing that my family is waiting at home and a surprise medical bill isn't, that's good for my heart. My service was then, my benefits are now. Get what you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Not all veterans are eligible for the type or amount of benefits mentioned here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome back to season six of the Referendum Podcast, brought to you by FinFlamSports.com with your host Big John and lead analyst Jesse J. And we are back with the Referendum. Thank you for joining us today, back in Kansas City, Missouri, live with Jesse J. Jesse, how you doing? Good. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. An interesting week of week seven. I can't wait for week eight. Let's break down some of the news of the of coming out of week seven real quick. Um, Jonathan Allen buried the Washington Commanders. Puka Nakua, he's a really great player. Um, I love the the Colts black helmets. What did you think about that? Uh, was a big fan of them. Okay, haters gonna hate. Um, Gardner Minshew may be the best backup quarterback in the league for what it's worth. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is a good enough quarterback who should have been starting in this league long ago. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have a problem. Um, former Patriots, Browns, and Dolphins linebacker Chase Winovich has announced his retirement from the NFL at age 28. Dan Orlovsky has said that the Raiders are wasting Devontae Adams' career, and he should ask for a trade. Um, although the Raiders have came back and said that they're, they're, they're not willing to trade Devontae Adams whatsoever. He says he don't want to see Devontae Adams' career wasted. Broncos safety Kareem Jackson has had his four-game suspension reduced to two games um, after appealing it. Saints wide receiver Chris Olave says they couldn't wait to try to tear me down and bash me in response to his arrest footage being leaked on social media. Olave was arrested for going 70 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone. Along with criminal damage, Chiefs uh, wide receiver Justin Ross was charged with a domestic battery in an, in, in an incident that occurred yesterday. Colts star wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. has been frustrated and is frustrated with the Colts as, as of now after only having two catches in Sunday's games versus the Browns. They just didn't target me today for what for whatsoever for for whatever reason. Maybe I'm, I'm not a big part of the offense. The Commanders have not had uh, contract negotiations with star pass rushers Chase Young or Montez um, Sweat. One front office exec- executive believes that Washington will be um, sellers at the deadline. Giants quarterback Tyrod Taylor became the first Black quarterback to win a game for the team in the in the Giants' entire history, and that's going almost to 100 years. And something that's been in the news lately who I've said he's who's going to be the next coach of the Chicago Bears, and it looks like it just may happen. Jim Harbaugh is going to be the coach of the Chicago Bears. 
Mark my words. Um, anything else you want to add on that? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, he's in an interesting spot because come closer, Jess. I can't hear you. Jim Harbaugh is in an interesting spot. I don't really know what's going to happen at Michigan because I I can't see them willingly get, getting rid of Jim Harbaugh. But if this thing is as bad as Spygate was, uh, you would think that there's going to be some changes or there, there's going to have to be something that happens to Jim Harbaugh, and you just wonder if he goes back to the NFL. Well, uh, it appears that Michigan has stopped contract negotiations with Harbaugh, so that tells me that it's done. Season's yeah, I, almost over, Jess. Yeah, I, Har- Harbaugh's so interesting because he finally has it going at Michigan, and they they seem like this is, might be the team that actually wins the national championship, uh, but it's kind of shrouded in this weird Spygate, not Spygate type situation. So, I don't know. I think that'll be. I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Okay, um, I'm with you. All I'm saying is he'll be the guy to coach Justin Fields in Chicago, start starting next year, and it's looking more and more like that. What do you think about my take from from um, earlier this year? I've said it multiple yeah. times. Huh? I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, if he's to come back to the NFL, where does he go? I think he's gonna. I mean unless the Bears are willing to get rid of everyone they have in their front office and coaching staff, I don't think I, – I think Harbaugh wants all the power, and unless they're willing to give it to him, I don't think he's going to get it with the Bears. I just – I can't see them firing everyone to hire Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh. All right, well, let's get into the podcast, Jess. Let's get to the referendum. What was your best game of the week for Week 7? Bills, uh, Bills at Patriots. I thought that was one of the more entertaining games. Back and forth, you really saw the Bills kind of struggle, and they took the lead late, but then Mac Jones drives down the field to score a touchdown on them. Can you believe it? It was a hell of a game. Yeah, um, it was. It was to me, it was one of the more surprising results of the day. Just watching, it, it's not that the Patriots beat the Bills because they have beaten them in the past. It's it's in the it's in the fashion they did it, where Mac Jones just really went down the field real easy on that defense. It is really bad. Um, what did you think about Bill Belichick's defense? I thought they did a really good job. They had struggled the last few weeks, but they, they've just for some reason they do a great job against the Bills and Josh Allen. Yeah, I thought it was really strong. Um, Josh Allen was pressured a lot. He didn't look. He looked like Josh Allen when Josh Allen gets pressured, and that's when he has nothing to do. Um, you and I talked during that game, and Stephon Diggs. I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna try to beat up every single person in that organization if they lose another two weeks. I think you can kind of feel it coming that the Bills are going to have to overturn a lot of their roster if this season goes south for them. Well, you did say at the beginning of the season um, on week one episode, I believe, on episode one of this of this, of this um, season, that this is the make or break year for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And I think that you're starting to see that it's Josh Allen, it's Sean McDermott, it's their defense. It's the entire team. They just don't mesh well. It, it appears to be like they need a reset. They need to kind of overhaul their roster and get more youth into that team. Just in offense, defense, they need more youth everywhere. Do they get rid of Josh Allen? No, they're, they're going to stick with Josh Allen. But I think it's about trying to trade maybe some of the veterans at, maybe after the season. Because I think they'll, they'll probably still be a playoff team. But I think after the season, you have to consider trading some of your veterans, get some draft picks and try to get more youth on that team. Okay. Well, my game of the week this week was between the Cleveland Browns defeating the Indianapolis Colts 39-38 in a dramatic finish, um, led down by XFL MVP P.J. Walker, who didn't play the greatest game, but he did enough just to win the game. Um, the Colts obviously had their extremely black, black helmets on that were amazing, and 
the, the game was so sloppy and so dramatic. It just did it for me. I needed that early in the afternoon. If it would have been later in the later in the night, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have probably enjoyed it as much. But um, you know, Deshaun Watson got hurt, but not as hurt as everybody thought. He stood on the sidelines because I guess Stefanski didn't want to risk of getting hurt. Um, it was it was a good game. Miles Garrett is a monster. He is the he's a he is the beast. He is a beast. Um, I think he's the best defensive player in the NFL. It was one of those weird games where the Browns defense wasn't that good, but Miles Garrett was great. And it was an oddly high scoring game for it being two teams that I didn't think could score as many points as they did. Um, you're are you saying that the Browns defense is not good? No, it, no, I just I was surprised that the Colts were able to score as many points as they did. Well, also Miles Garrett, I felt like he was dominant, but it was it was just it was a we- there's a lot of weird things that happened in this game between Deshaun Watson hitting his head, being cleared of a concussion, and then not coming back, and then the Colts have a having a lead late, weird refing stuff at the end, and then the Browns are able to score late in the game with PJ Walker as their it was everything about that game was just weird. It was it was entertaining, but it was just, it was just one of the more weird games you're gonna see in the season. What did you think about my take about? saying that Gardner Minshew is probably the best backup quarterback in the league. I Yeah, I think he's probably one of the better backup quarterbacks. I mean, to go through the list and just list them all down, I mean, maybe I don't. Maybe he's not the best, or maybe, maybe for some people he is the best, but like he, he's, he, to me, is one of the five best backup quarterbacks in the league because I think he's almost a low-level type Case Keenum starter from like six or seven years ago. That, to right. me, is what Gardner Minshew is. He's definitely serviceable. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, no, I, I think a lot like Case Keenum with the Vikings, he is good enough to win if you have the roster to support him. <laughs> um, Omari Cooper, why aren't you know? You heard me say about one of the Colts players earlier that maybe he mean he mean he may not be part of this Colts offense. Is Amari Cooper a part of this Browns offense? Uh, yeah, I think I he, think the main issue with this game was just and, and with Amari uh, Cooper in general is just they've not had consistency at the quarterback position. Watson's been in and out. Then you've had P.J. Walker. Um, you need to have Amari Cooper get more than two catches for 22 yards. That's not a recipe for the Browns to win, typically. Um, but they were able to make it work in this game. I think the the Browns offense operates best when Amari Cooper is going, especially without having Nick Chubb this season. He is probably their best offensive player. And that's definitely not a recipe to win, is only having him have two catches. But you did have a quarterback change in the middle of the game. I, I think you need to find a way, to, though, to manufacture targets and touches for Amari Cooper. I would say that the best, besides Miles Garrett, the, the two players that just stuck out in this game, um, and it wasn't P.J. Walker, um, the other two players, aside from Miles Garrett, one of them is not P.J. Walker. It, it's Kareem Hunt and, and um, oh, my God, is Jerome Ford? Jerome Ford, yeah, he's the other running back. Yes. I thought they did great. They held the team. They did what they were supposed to do. I was very happy. I was very pleased with both of them. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought overall Cleveland had a they had a tough job because they're playing without their starting quarterback, and they've just kind of been banged up on offense. But when they need to make big plays, they did. Uh, Jerome Ford had a long run in this game. Kareem Hunt on fourth and goal had the touchdown. That's really all you're asking for is just to give yourself a chance to win with a backup quarterback. Um, backup running backs and your defense giving up a lot of points. The fact they won this game is a testament to how talented the Browns actually are. Absolutely. And they had, um, they forced three fumbles and got a pick. That's how good their defense is. Um, you want to go for, and start it off with the next one? 
with the uh, five disappointments of the season of, the, of this of the year. I mean, God, I'm sorry, guys. Five of disappointments week. of the week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna start off with Desmond Ritter. He's my biggest disappointment from this week. He he almost cost them the game just because he kept fumbling the ball and he kept making bad decisions. They, they got to do something. It, I think you have to see them go to Taylor Heineke if if he starts poorly this week. I just I I can't see you sticking with him any longer than they have because it's it's just it's not good enough. They're gonna play the Titans, a Titans team that looks like they're about to just give up on the season. If Ritter starts this game slow, you have to go to Heineke. I mean, you you absolutely have to. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks should have won this game, but the same shit that happened on the Atlanta side happened on the Bucks side, just with the sloppy yep. plays. But Baker Mayfield played to me a lot more serviceable than Desmond Ritter, even though he threw a pick. At least he threw a touchdown. Desmond Desmond Ritter didn't even have that. It felt like Desmond Ritter at least cost them ten points in this game, maybe even fourteen. Yes. He fumbled on the goal line twice. You can't do that. You nope. can't give. Possessions like that. I got my number one for number one disappointment of this week is that the Los Angeles Rams front line, it needs a lot of work. I understand Pittsburgh's defense is damn great, but the Rams offensive line, and that was my my whole thing last week of the offensive lines across the across the NFL being so trashy. None of these quarterbacks have any time to stay in the pocket to throw the ball. This line sucked, and it costed. It's one of the reasons why the Rams lost this game. Who's your number two? My number two are the Bills losing to the Patriots. You can't have that type of loss. Absolutely Especially not. Tight division race. That the Jets look like they finally have life. The Dolphins are ahead of you. Yes, you beat the Dolphins, but they're still a game ahead of you. You can't lose games like this to inferior teams. I couldn't agree more. Um, that you and I were going back and forth during that game. That's uh. That's a typical Josh Allen loss. And you said it, and I've repeatedly have given you your props. So you've always said, this is what Josh Allen does. You give him a chance to fuck up, even though it wasn't solely on him. You give him a chance to fuck up, this is going to happen. It, just, right. it just felt like he was erratic, and you could the entire game, it just felt like the Bills were off. Even though they got the lead at the end, and he did his job, he got him the lead at the end. It just felt like they were off. And then... Obviously, your defense is letting Mac Jones drive the entire field on you. That's that's something you just can't have. Very, very bad. Um, my number two I have is what the fuck happened to Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions? Really? I mean, seriously. What the fuck happened to Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions? They got destroyed by an overrated Ravens football team. Dan Campbell, understand that you cannot just throw things out there and, and throw shade at Lamar Jackson saying that, he was asked, "How are you gonna, how are you gonna prepare for the Ravens? How are you gonna prepare for Lamar Jackson? We keep him inside the pocket to throw the ball. Oh, really? How the fuck did that end up? You look stupid this week. You look absolutely stupid. They lost thirty-eight to six. Lamar Jackson went twenty-one for twenty-seven for three hundred fifty-seven yards and three touchdowns. You couldn't answer that. You couldn't answer that whatsoever. I don't even think they had a first down." The entire first half. That's how uh, dominant I, I think their defense was destroying the Detroit Lions offensive line and the offense, period. I think this was just a stinker game from the Lions, but I also think it was people just overrating them. Their best win was against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs didn't have two of the three best players. And it also took a pick six from a struggling Kadarius Tony for them to win that game. I, I think the Lions are a good team, but I think we can I think we see they do have some issues that their offense hasn't been as good as people have expected. People expected them to be one of the five or six best offenses in the league, and that's not what they've been. Golf, for the most part, has been fine, but he's not really a quarterback who has consistently been a top five quarterback. He could have a top five quarterback season, 
but he's not a top five quarterback in general. You need the run game to be working. You need the defense. You need play action. And this was one of this game reminds me of a lot of what happened to them against the Patriots last season, where the game just got away from them early and they'd look lost. It was a horrible, a horrible outing for the for Detroit. Just sickening. Who's your on uh, number two? Three. Uh, the Raiders losing to an undrafted Division II rookie quarterback, Tyson ba- uh, Badgett. I, you got to find McDaniels after that. You can't lose to an undrafted rookie Division II quarterback. You can't. That's just that's unacceptable. I know and they, they played Brian Hoyer, who I don't know why they played Brian Hoyer. He's like a, what, a 36-year-old quarterback who hasn't really played a ton. They had a fourth-round rookie named O'Connell they probably should have played, but even despite that, you, you have to beat the guy who's the Division II undrafted rookie quarterback. Yes. On a bad team like the Bears, you just you can't lose to that team. Yet they got absolutely blown out. I feel like that's one of those losses that should be unacceptable. And it is almost a fireball offense for McDaniels. I think it's time. Psych, it's been time. Since last year, it's been time. Fire Josh McDaniels yesteryear. What are they doing? You have so much talent. I, I can't understand from the front office to the to the personnel on on the on the ground what the fuck they're thinking or coming up with or what they're not doing to make this team a fucking winner they oh my god yeah they just to me it it starts it starts with mcdaniels it's not having your team ready like you're playing against a quarterback who just kept checking the ball down and his one job was to not make mistakes and they let him kind of dig and dunk all over them and they they didn't look prepared at all on offense or defense that's just it's inexcusable to me. Correct. Um, my number three is the Green Bay offense is non-existent. It wasn't there last week. It's not there this week. They lost to the Denver Broncos 19-17. to 17. Um, It seems to be a pattern for the Packers and, and Jordan Love that they want to come back and or try to make a comeback late in the game because they've already done it once or twice this, this, this year. Um, that's not how you play games to show that you're strong. You're trying to play catch-up ball. You can't do that. It's the NFL. You can maybe do that in basketball if you're down 26 points and then come back and win somehow, rigged. But this, you can't do that in the NFL. Jordan Love won 21 for 31 for 180 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Yeah. The number one receiver had 34 yards. To me, this comes off as they've had a bunch of injuries. I don't think Jordan Love's played great, but I still wouldn't say he's the main problem. I think some of it is just, them not having guys in the game, them having guys in and out of the lineup with injuries. And I think some of it has been coaching. They just, they don't look like a team that's in week six or seven. They look like a team that's more like in week two or three. I want to see some of these guys get healthy and I want to see them in the second half season before I fully write off Jordan Love. I I think some of it is just having guys in and out and some of it is coaching. And they're going through growing pains right now. And uh, this was one of those cases where it was bad. It, it, it was just really bad, and I think you just got to try to keep building off of this. Couldn't agree more. Well, who you got for number four? Uh, Lions, Lions get blown out by the Ravens. You, good teams don't get blown out like that. Yeah, you'll get blown out, but that that was one of those ones where they just didn't really – they didn't really show up. That Even good teams occasionally get blown out. But this was one where they just – they look almost defenseless against the Ravens, and it's not like I think the Ravens were doing anything too crazy. They just – looked better prepared than the Lions did. Correct. Well, I would say that um, I think that the Ravens' defense has been underrated the entire season. ESPN has recently come out and said that they they rate their top three defenses this way. 
Number one, even though you kind of took a jab at them earlier, the Cleveland Browns defense is the best defense in the NFL, according to ESPN. Number two is the Kansas City Chiefs. Number three is the Baltimore Ravens. They're dangerous. And they showed it against what was supposed to be a high-powered offense with Jared Goff at the Detroit Lions. My number five, I think. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Four. Four. Um, disappointment of the week goes to uh, the Cleveland Browns head coaching on Steven Stefanski. He needs to go. They have got to find somebody else to be the head of that team. He's not it. I think he's a horrible coach. Oh, uh, of- yeah. I, I just think it's tough for Stefanski because he's he's got Deshaun Watson, who's injured, and he's working with P.J. Walker, who has only been there a couple weeks. Like, I, I don't think Stefanski's a great coach, but he's also working with – he doesn't really have a consistent quarterback, and when his quarterback is in the game, he's been, for the most part, not good. I don't really know what you do. If it were me, I I don't think Washington would trade him to you because I still think they might play him. But they got to call Washington about Jacoby Brissett. I thought Brissett played pretty well for them last year. If I'm the Browns, I'm going to call Washington about Jacoby Brissett to see if we can get him back. He did and, play well for him. And maybe play, yeah, maybe play him as your quarterback if, if Watson's going to be yeah, out. Be, before you shit on P.J. Walker, understand this is the problem that I've said forever. Give the starting quarterback 50% of all reps. Give well, the other quarterbacks a a portion, the rest, and split them up between the rest of them. This well, is why I, I this is why you have no consistency. This is the problem. I, I don't. I don't even think that PJ Walker. It's because he's bad. Like I don't think he's a great quarterback. He's not bad. He's only been there a couple weeks though, and I just think you need you need somebody else because I don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson is ready to play. They tried him against the Ravens, and that's a good team, but it just, it just didn't work, and they seem to not think he's ready. So you have P.J. Walker. I think you got to get protection because it kind of seems like Watson may be kind of in and out, and you're not really sure what his status is going to be for the season. So you go get another body, Andrew Covey Brissett, and you just try to see maybe if you can get some momentum because they just – they're in a weird spot where they're playing P.J. Walker who hasn't been there that long. You like Dorian Thompson-Robinson, but he's a young guy who you just took in the middle rounds. And after that, they don't really have anybody because you can't trust Sean Watson to be there every week. Right. And your number five? 49ers losing to the Vikings. That was that was one of those ones where I think as good as people think 49ers could be, that game versus the Vikings showcases why they may not make it as far as people think. It was you had you had issues with Purdy kind of playing from behind. Their defense, which is supposed to be highly thought of and ranked, they let Kirk Cousins move the ball all over them without uh, Justin Jefferson. 
they, they just kind of look like a mess. Especially these last two weeks, they have just looked like a mess. Yeah, I would say my my number five would be the the San Francisco 49er defense. Were they on vacation? Where was Nick Bosa? He only had five tackles and no sacks. Bad. The question is even even the question is not even how bad did Brock Purdy play or the offensive weapons that were missing from the offense for the 49ers. It's the story is the fucking defense. They played horribly. Yeah, well, the the Vikings had guys in and out of the lineup, and they didn't even have Justin Jefferson. And Kirk Cousins threw for almost 400 yards. Like uh, he had the best game of his, of his career yesterday. Uh, yesterday, other than the pass that Addison kind of let Ward take from him, I felt like he was pretty on the money all game. Uh, I, I I actually felt like they probably could have scored more points had Kevin O'Connell been a little bit more aggressive. Because yes, well, it, 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 those those two field goals they could have went for touchdowns. And I don't understand why they necessarily set up some of those field goals because their offense was rolling for the most part. Yes. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, if that's the game where if you're going to point to Kirk Cousins being a really good quarterback, that's the game you point to is just, okay, you've got things, you, you don't, you're missing guys, things haven't gone well for the Vikings this season, but Kirk is just going to be steady and calm, and he absolutely torched the 49ers defense. He felt like he was in control the entire game. Absolutely. And then you look at the other side with Purdy, where Purdy – He's just he's short arming things, missing throws, and you just you can see the difference between those two quarterbacks. Well, he threw two bad picks towards the end of the game, later in the in the fourth quarter. Um, he didn't play horribly until that stretch. But I guess you could argue that's the stretch that matters the most is towards the end of the game to win the game. Um, he got the ball back to win the game, didn't happen. So yeah, no points for him at all either. For my number one surprise of week seven, and that's Bill Belichick's defense was strong i was just surprised at how strong they played um not because of bill belichick but because over the course of a few weeks even though you mentioned a second um a few minutes ago they played well they played strong and they kept playing strong that's my number one my, number one, my number one is matt jones i felt like he played really well in this game against the bills he it felt like he was poised and he's pretty accurate with his passes i was really surprised by how well he actually played miracles do happen um i texted you during that game about a quarterback I can't remember his name. Oh, my God. Um, you know who I'm talking about, Jess? And you said you really think he's going to be the quarterback for that team? I don't remember. Yeah, I can't find it right now. Okay. Um, Josh Dobbs is underrated. As as much as, as, the, as the Cardinals lose, Arizona's a tough outing. Don't let the score skew that picture. Even if the Chiefs were to beat them 25 to 10, that doesn't mean shit. They worked for that 25 points. It wasn't given to them. Um, Josh Dobbs went 19 for 33, 146 yards. Pretty damn good, if you ask me. And he got 43 yards on the ground. He's been consistently a good, average quarterback who surprises defenses every week. If he just had receivers to catch the ball, he'd be, be a lot better. Um, that's my number two. Who's your number two? Uh, it was Tyson Badgett, the Division II undrafted rookie quarterback of the Bears. It's not like he did anything too special, but he played mistake-free football, which is all you can ask for from a guy who is a Division II undrafted rookie quarterback. He played he played mistake-free football and led the Bears to a win. He didn't have to really do a ton, but when you have a guy who hasn't really played at the NFL level and isn't a highly thought of prospect, uh, you have to commend him for doing a good job and leading his team to victory. I agree with that. He did play well. Um, and he beat a team who should have beaten them by a mile. That's fair. Um, number three, the Chiefs' offensive offense is still sluggish. It picked up some... Um, but they look like the Chiefs of old. It's probably because of the addition of McCole Harbin, but they look like shit early on. They got it going, 
And I was very happy with the way they played down the stretch. I think you're too critical of them. Look, they had a screen. You're making excuses for the Chiefs. Please pick your number. Please go for number four, please. Thank you. No, well, I mean, to, to finish the Chiefs' point, they had a screen get called back on a, just a bad block of the back penalty on Tooney. They could have easily have had, what, 30, 35 points in this game? Like, the, the Chiefs' offense is getting better. It's not great right now, but they have a bunch of young players. And it, hasn't been, it hasn't been great all year. They're, they're, they're a mid-scoring yeah, offense. But it's, it's the middle of the season. They have a bunch of young players, and they're – I think by the end of the season, they'll be fine. It's not about where the Chiefs are all in October. It's about where they are in, in December, January, and February. Oh, absolutely. But when we say, well, what happened with this team? Well, what happened with this team is you've seen early on in the year. This is the issue. They have no offense. Yeah, but I mean, that's most teams in the NFL. Most, uh, scoring is down in the NFL, so, and the Chiefs are steadily getting better. So, I mean, as long as they continue to steadily get better, and a lot of these other teams are being up and down, I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. I, overall, I think they'll be fine when it comes to December, January, and February. My number, my number three is, uh, surprise was the Ravens. Great team effort. Went out there. Lamar looked like he did everything he wanted to do. And they, they really just beat the Lions up. I, there's not really much more other than to say that. They just blew the Lions out, and they looked way more prepared than the Lions did. Yeah, I was so frustrated with that game. I honestly, honestly, I honestly do not know what happened. I was waiting for the comeback scoring to begin from Detroit. It never, ever happened. Um, my number four is the Rams got fucked late in the game. To Their defense played well to stop um, the Steelers and, um, what's his name, Kirby Pickett, from getting the fourth down conversion. And it was clearly shown that they were he was stopped a yard before on the fourth down to get that first down. For whatever reason, the officiating is so archaic in the NFL still, they couldn't fix it. That's bullshit. You let the game get skewed because of your bullshit rules. This has got to change. The NFL has a problem with RKSC. It's not right. You're screwing the fans. You're screwing people's money up. You're screwing the the other the opposing team. They didn't lose fairly. At least give them a shot that they deserve. They earned that shot because they stopped them. But you put them over the line. And they were stopped back a yard from getting it. Something fishy is is going on in L.A. with the NFL. That's all I'm saying. They got fucked. The system in the NFL needs to be fucking reconstructed. Torn down and reconstructed. And if they need to go to the XFL for officiating, do it. Do it. That's my number four. My number four was Kirk Cousins. I felt like this was this was one of the better games in his career where he just was completely in control. I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. I, just, I was really impressed by what Kirk Cousins did. He was His offense was shorthanded, and he, he really – Took he took it all he took a lot more on his shoulders and they had a big win and now they put themselves right back in playoff contention so Kirk Cousins he's my number four that's a good pick um number five the Pittsburgh's defense is a stellar defense they play tough you told me last week that the Rams were going to lose uh, because of Mike Tomlin they didn't lose because of Mike Tomlin they lost because of the refs um they also lost because of Mike Tomlin out coach Sean McVay oh no he didn't stop it yeah, he did I no he I, did not. These are the games that Mike Tomlin always wins. He's going to yeah, win. Yeah, bullshit there. wins that don't account for nothing. It's horseshit. Winners win and losers lose. Moving on. Who's your next one? My fifth one is Tyrod Taylor. It's not like he had any great numbers or anything like that, but it, it was 14-7 to 7 win over the Commanders, but I felt like this was the prime example as to why you don't pay Daniel Jones and you let him walk and you have a quarterback like Tyrod Taylor not making much money be your quarterback. He's a serviceable yes. quarterback 
who can get the job done. He's got mobility. I don't feel like there was much drop-off between Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. Maybe Daniel Jones does a couple things a little bit better. But for the most part, he's, what, 80 85% of the quarterback Daniel Jones is for a fresh. Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a pick. I, I agree. I mean, I don't know why the NFL number – I don't know – if it's the ownership, if it's the coaches, they don't like coaching black people. I don't understand it. Is that the fucking reason why this guy doesn't have a starting job in the in the NFL? He well, took the fucking Bills to the to the playoffs for the first time in thirty years. He's he's thirty four now, so he's a veteran quarterback, and you don't really know how much longer he's gonna be good. I guess, but I just he's better than a lot of the quarterbacks in the NFL, and I would say he is mostly as good as Daniel Jones, which is it's surprising they resigned Daniel Jones just because I've seen Daniel Jones play and. Yeah, like he can he can be okay, but he's not so much better than Tyrod Taylor that you pay him forty million dollars a season. I just this game is a prime example of why you pay a guy like Tyrod Taylor a fraction of what Daniel Jones is, and you let Daniel Jones walk, you save the cast base, and you build a better team. Well, I just seen somebody um, earlier today that the organization said that no matter what happens, Daniel Jones is coming back after he gets. Um, suited and booted from whatever he's going through. So and, and that that's not I, promising to the fans, and that's not promising for the organization. I think that would just be a mistake, though, because like obviously it's not going to help you this season. But you you need to try to get away out of out of the Daniel. You need to try to get out of the Daniel Jones contract, yes. save money, sign a veteran quarterback, and build the roster up, as opposed to just putting money into the black hole that is Daniel Jones, and then trying to build a roster around it. You just can't. It's it's not feasible. Absolutely not. I mean, and, and the, the, the Giants, oh my God. The Giants played well. They played well last week with him against the Bills. And they played this week well against the Commanders. I thought they did very good. Yeah, it, it's not like Tyra Taylor just has mind-popping numbers either. But it's about, it's about how they play, which is, okay, we need you to just be efficient, not make mistakes, and be, be a veteran quarterback. Well, you're already asking. That's how you're asking Daniel Jones to play. He's making forty million dollars. You might as well I mean, just, you might as well save money and pay pay Rod Ta- Tyrod Taylor a little bit more, save thirty million dollars in cap space, and use that to build your team out, as opposed to having Daniel Jones just eat all of his money. Yes, and Tyrod Taylor, with him being in the offense, I think it does something for the players that maybe they feel shunned because of how much money he got when he didn't deserve it. And you think that's a fair, a fair statement? I don't, I don't even know if it's necessarily that. It's just that there's not a drop-off at all. Like, it's still the same offense. Well, I mean, I I'll say this. In the past two weeks, we've had Darren Waller sightings. I couldn't – I haven't been able to believe it. I've always thought he was a great player, a great tight end. He got 43, 43 yards last week, and he had 98 receiving yards this week on tight end day. Yeah, it's just – this game is the prime example of why the Giants messed up. And – and why they should have just fran- kept Daniel Jones on the franchise tag and made him play under it. The franchise tag was made for players like Daniel Jones, who had had one okay season, and instead of paying him, you let him play on the tag, and you make a decision as to tag him or to pay him the next season. But they, they decided to pay him, and now they're just stuck with a quarterback who can't stay healthy, and we're not sure is that good. You're exactly right. Um, And who's your number one? I told you so for this week. It's Herbert. He needs to improve his play. He just, I, I've said it. I keep saying it, and I've said it multiple times, that we keep putting him in the class of guys like a Mahomes, a Allen, a Burrow, a Hurts, and he's not that at all. He just he doesn't have the wins. He doesn't have the plays late in games. Yes, 
I know his I know about his fourth quarter comes back or his fourth quarter comebacks against other teams. It's about when you play the elite teams. Can you drive the ball down the field, put the ball in the end zone, win the game, get the game to overtime? He just doesn't do it consistently enough. In this game, they had multiple opportunities to go tie the game. They don't, and then they're trying to frantically drive down the field, and he throws a pick. Just it's the same story. It's it's the Philip Rivers story all over again. It just now Philip Rivers could actually win games. Yeah, I would say it's more like the end of Philip Rivers, not like middle of his career. Philip Rivers Chargers. It's like the end of the career. Well, to be fair, if you're talking about the last three or four years, yeah. Well, um, uh, statistically, according to the stats, the main reason the Chargers lost those close games because they had the they had the closest margin of, of loss out of any team in the NFL was because of field goal kickers. That's the that's the difference. So you're putting a lot of you're putting a lot of crisis, uh, unfair criticism on Philip Rivers just because you don't like. Yeah, him. well, he's he's basically Philip Rivers, where they're going to be down seven eight points with under two minutes and no timeouts, and usually Herbert's not going to get it done. And the same thing happened to Philip Rivers his last few years with the Chargers, where they're just going to be down, they're not going to be able to win, and we keep talking about them as if they're better than they actually are. That's fair. Um, my number one is I have the Cleveland Browns defense is really amazing. Miles Garrett is the dude. He is the best defensive player in the NFL. I don't think there's a close second. I've heard names thrown out there. I don't care. He is the man. Enough said. Number two? For me, it's Josh Allen. Too inconsistent, and at this point, I don't know that the Bills are good enough to win that division. I think they're probably better than Miami, but they have too many stupid losses to, I think, win that division. That. Yeah, even, even though they've got the win and they're only a game behind, they're probably going to lose another game or two that's completely stupid, and I don't think this team wins that division. I think they're a wild card. Um, my number two is the Falcons, Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter. They got bailed out again by Kim Jong-Choo, and they need he, they both need to go. The kicker's well, amazing. Like, that's, no, that's, no, that's no shade of him. How, um, how, dare, how dare you disrespect Young Hoku? Young Hoku, yeah, Kim Jong Chu. What, what, um, what, one of the best. How dare you disrespect him? He's one of the best kickers in the NFL. He's. I just gave him his props a second ago. Incredible story. If you don't like that joke, I don't give a fuck. No, not at all. Um, not you. you. Talking about the people listening. Um, how dare you disrespect him? <laughs> um, he's also, a clutch, he's a clutch fucking kicker. He's won the, the games. Also, a mistake the Chargers made. They've had trouble with kicker for so long. They have this guy. He missed a couple kicks. And they let him go, and he's developed into one of the better kickers in the NFL. Yes, absolutely. Um, they need to go. Arthur Smith is a horrible coach. He's literally on the sidelines throwing up his fucking hands like, wait, is that my fault? Yeah, you fucking idiot. It's your fault. Desmond Ritter, the ego by these owners and by this management in that organization to keep you in play is hysterically insane. I am going nuts not seeing number four go out on that field and just launch footballs. If you saw the love from when the when the Falcons went to the Commanders last week to play, most players, almost every single player from the Commanders went to go hug and show love to Taylor Heineke because he's that type of player. He's a player's player. They didn't have that with Desmond Ritter. Come on. They don't have that with Desmond Ritter. They don't have that with Arthur Smith. And this is coming from a, from a, a guy who's a fan of Taylor Heineke who got coached by Ron Rivera twice in Carolina and Washington. And look what's happening there. Ron Rivera's defense, offensive line, none of it's great. Their offensive line is so bad. Sammy Howell's gotten sacked 40 times this year, more than any other quarterback. But I digress. What's your number two? Oh, my number three is the Lions. They're misleading. People 
thought they were in the same tier as a as the 49ers and the Eagles, and they're not. Even with in the what regard? Yeah. Offense? Is that what you said? Offense? I would. I, no, I. I, they people thought they were people thought the lines were in the same tier as the Eagles and 49ers. And despite oh, sorry, the two, okay, despite the two losses by the 49ers, I think they and the Eagles are still a tier above the Lions. The Lions are a good team, but their one big win was while it's a it's a win and a win is a win and they beat the Chiefs. It was there were some circumstances where they didn't have two of the three best players and it took some good luck on their part and bad play by Kadarius Tony to beat the Chiefs. And this game against the Ravens was an example of them not being quite where you think they are. Yes, good teams good teams have gotten blown out before, but this was a case where just the Lions, whether it's coaching or players or a combination of both, they're just not quite there yet. I think, I think they could get there maybe by the end of the season or next year, but I don't think they're there yet. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, the Chiefs have played nobody. The toughest, the, the toughest, the opponent they played is the Detroit Lions, and they and they lost to them. No, it so was that, that's, 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 played, that's that, a good point. They they played the Jaguars, and they beat the Jaguars. The Jaguars are a better team than the Lions. The Jaguars were not what they were a few weeks ago, as they are now. The you Jaguars, made that point about another team earlier, so you can't you can't recant your statement and then say it's good enough for this team and not good enough for that team. The Jaguars have been a better team than the Lions, though. They the Jaguars, were not. The Jaguars won a playoff game last year. Their two losses were to an in-division opponent in the Texans and to the Chiefs. Other than that, they've been really good this year. Okay, so then the loss to the Lions it gives, that, gives them that much more credit. I mean, the win for the Lions against the Chiefs is, is so underrated then. No, it's because a, it they didn't go, Because they didn't go to the playoffs. They didn't I, win a playoff game. They... Well, Went to the they they beat the defending Super Bowl champions in week one. Therefore, no matter how much talent they have on their on their team, they still shouldn't be able to even come close to beating the Chiefs. Where the Chiefs may, well, have, may have had some fucking uh, people missing, but that means nothing. You have Patrick Mahomes, who's supposed to be a ten times better quarterback than Jared Goff, but he's never beat him. We're gonna see that the, their win against the Chiefs was a fluke. You can Stop mark it. that. The put Chiefs it stuck week one. Because their offense still sucks and it's that, sluggish. That the week one loss the Chiefs had to the Lions was a fluke. It will continue to be a fluke. And this Ravens loss that the Lions just had proves it was a fluke. There's still a team Stop that's probably it. gonna You're win nine excuses. to ten games. They'll win nine to ten games, maybe eleven, but they're they're not a real serious contender. They're not a serious contender in the playoffs. They're a good team, they might win a playoff game, they're not a real contender. The Lions are at the top of their division. They're a contender. Stop it. That they're they're at the top of a stinky division. 
there's only one team, two teams that are better than than Lions. Who exactly? There's only one. It's the Eagles. There are three of them in the NFC. I can name three easy teams better than the Cowboys aren't better. The Commanders aren't better. The 49ers aren't better. The Seahawks may be better. That's the only one, probably. That's the only two. The Seahawks and the Eagles. Other than that, there's nobody better. There are at least three. There yeah, you're, the you're, you're kidding yourself. The 49ers. Psych. Dallas Cowboys. And Psych. maybe the Seattle Seahawks. Well, when the Rams beat the Cowboys, you come talk to me because they're going to happen. It's going to happen this week. Okay. Well, you told me the same thing about them beating Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. And yeah, look, Mike Tomlin didn't beat them. He just got the win. He didn't beat them. Mike Tomlin. The refs fucked him. You are not giving Mike Tomlin the credit. He completely I'm out-coached. a huge fan of his. But for you to say that he outright coached them to beat the Rams, no. You're a liar. It's the fucking he, fact that the Rams got fucked by the refs. He completely outcoached Sean McVay. It's not even funny. You're, you're, a, you're a fool. You are a fool. How dare you? How am I wrong? Points You're wrong. ignoring the facts that even they, on the sidelines, on both of them, they couldn't believe that the refs made that, that fucking call. That decision. Both sidelines are like, what the fuck? Losers, okay, well. Losers blame the Scott refs. See, the arrogance by this guy, by this analyst, is insane. Losers Show, blame the refs. Stop being so biased. Losers blame the refs. Losers lose and winners win. This is why I am fair and balanced. And my Mike grade. Tomlin. I told you this was going to happen, though. Mike Tomlin was no, going to You lose. did, but you said for him. He did not coach them to beat the Rams. Who's the it coach was the refs who beat the Rams. Who's the coach of the Steelers? Who's well, the coach of the Steelers? When did it not? It's Mike Tomlin. No. Oh, okay, and what happened? The Steelers beat the Rams. He didn't coach them well, he didn't coach them well enough to beat them. He, he's the head coach of the team that beat the team you picked to win, and I told you it wasn't going to happen. There's, there's so much context missing on this, so everybody, please ignore him. Um, all right. My number three, I told you so, as I alluded to about eight minutes ago before I went on, on this tangent, Sam Howell is trash. He is not a good quarterback for that team. They should have kept Taylor Heineke, but you have horrible, horrible leadership in Ron Rivera. He is not a good coach and has not been. He had a gifted player in Cam Newton who lost in the Super Bowl because Cam Newton, in my opinion, threw that Super Bowl. Two, bad leadership, bad ownership in Washington led to this new ownership who clearly does not like him. Sam Howell is not a good quarterback. Eric Bieniemy, if they keep going down the same route, will not be the coach for the Washington Commanders because their offense sucks. He is not the genius that you think he is. I've been telling you this forever. Overhyped, overrated. You're you're asking Eric Bieniemy to win with a fifth-round quarterback who keeps taking sacks. Like, it's Bien-Ami, your job to do it. Do the damn job. Eric Bieniemy is put in a tough job because he... And this is coming from a guy who doesn't even have a job right now. Their their best quarterback is Sam Howell, who's a fifth-round quarterback who's basically a rookie. And they let go of Terrell Heineke, who was actually their best quarterback. And that was mainly a Ron Revere decision. That I think if Taylor Heineke was the commander's quarterback, that would easily be a playoff team. And I think we'd be talking about them as a surprise NFC team. But instead, they let their best quarterback go, and Sam Howell's just inconsistent because he's a fifth-round quarterback who's basically a rookie. Who's your number three? My number four is the Dolphins. Uh, they struggle against good NFL teams. They've played two good NFL teams, and they've gotten kind of blown out by both of them. They have. Well, they've beaten up on bad teams. And, I mean, it's, it's just the Dolphins, when they play teams like the Broncos or they play teams like the Giants, they're going to look good. They played the Bills. They got blown out by the Bills, and we all know the Bills have issues. And then against – Philadelphia, they scored they scored 10 points and then had a pick six. It just you can't win like that. 
I know their offensive line was beat up. I know they had guys injured, but that's going to happen. It's the NFL. And that, that team didn't even look like they had a chance. And this, keep in mind, this is the same defense that Zach Wilson played very well against. And I don't, and I know he's played better recently, but Zach Wilson isn't the greatest quarterback in the world. And he was way better against the Eagles defense than what uh, Tua was in this, in this, or in the two games. Now, see, this is a good take you have. When you speak like this, you sound smart. I, well, I'm just, I'm here to drop knowledge on you. And I just, I, I think people are missing the, missing the point with Tua that it's, it's not about how Tua plays against the bad teams. It's they, they play the Jets and we've, the Jets have a good defense, and or, or I mean, when Zach Wilson played the when Zach Wilson played the Eagles, we all think the Eagles have a defense that's okay, not great. Zach Wilson, I think, did a really nice job against them. Tua plays the Eagles. Tua really struggled in this game. I know he had offensive linemen injured, but I expect the passing game to be more than just throw the ball Tyree Kill every play, and that was that was their game plan was Tua throw the ball Tyree Kill every play, yes. and it didn't work. And their offense will completely punchless against the Eagles defense. I don't think it's that great. Correct. So therefore, he corners himself into a corner. You can't just isolate this factor as if he's the only factor. You can't do that. And, and it's not like I don't even think the Eagles played that well offensively. They didn't. And they they scored thirty one on the Dolphins. That we we saw them struggle get. We saw them struggle a little bit against the Jets. We've seen the Eagles offense be inconsistent. And I felt like they put up thirty one without even playing well. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% correct. Uh, my fourth one was going to be the Ron Rivera needs to be fired. I've already said that, so I'm not going to go into that. My fifth one is, uh, the fifth I told you so, the AFC North is the toughest division in football. Every team is competitive. Um, in the AFC North, you have the Ravens, who are 5-2, and two, the Steelers, who are 4-2, and two, the Browns, who are 4-2, and two, the Bengals, who had the week off, who are 3-3. Three and three. This is going to get interesting. Very, very interesting. So um, that's my fifth. I told you so. You my last I told you so was Brock Purdy can't be trusted. I've been saying this all year that yeah. the four have a team with maybe the most talented team in the NFL, but their quarterback can't be trusted. And I think what we've seen the last two weeks is that he can't be trusted. No, you're exactly right. Um, I like him, but he can't be trusted. You're exactly right. Well, that's it for those three. Um, that I told you so is the disappointments and the surprises. Next, we have, what is the best team in the AFC? My best team in the AFC is the Kansas State Chiefs, easily. Their defense, top in the, top, one of the top three to five defenses in the NFL. Their offense is continuously getting better. They're the best team in the AFC. Okay, well, my best team in the AFC may surprise some, but I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. They're coming off a strong win this week against a, I'm just fucking kidding. I, I'm talking shit. I'm going to give it to the Kansas City Chiefs. Towards, the, towards the, um, the end of the game, they showed me, okay, they may be back. The, the high-scoring offense, the high-scoring Chiefs, just the power juggernaut that they are, it had a lot of glimpses in it. They played well uh, for the most part down the stretch of the game because the beginning of the game fucking sucked and they were garbage. Um, other than that, I think that they're, their best, they're the best team in the AFC. They, have, they clearly have the best quarterback in all of football in the AFC. I give it to the Chiefs. My first week saying this. Good job, Kansas City. McCall Harbin may have been the juice that you needed. Who is um, your best team in the NFC? My best team in the NFC right now is the Eagles. I still think they've got some issues, and I'm worried about Jalen Hurts not being fully healthy. He looked like he was kind of laboring out there a little bit, but as of he right did. now, 
I think they're easily the best team in the NFC, just based off what I've seen. I think I think that's 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 okay. That's fair. Um, the, I mean, are they doing enough just to get by? That's still not a great team. Um, but that's fair. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, because the Lions, who should probably still be number one, even though you said that this win may just be one of I mean, uh, this loss may just be one of those losses where sometimes you got to take it on the chin just to get through the season, and you you still dominate. That may be so, but. The Seattle Seahawks have been playing consistently well, and uh, Pete Carroll's done a good job. Uh, Geno Smith has stepped up to the plate um, week after week, with maybe the exception of one one week. Um, but other than that, he's played very strong. Pete Carroll has had a uh, good design of his, for his offense. Noah Fanton, who is underrated, has played very strong. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go with with that team with with the um, Seattle Seahawks for the best of in the NFC. What's next, Jess? Worse than the AFC. I have. Trying to think. I have it written down here, but I feel like just off of last week's game, uh, uh, this this past week's game, it doesn't do them any any just to put them down there. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't know who else to put down there. Oh, the Titans. The Titans have a, are injury prone, like a motherfucker, and they are not doing well. I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans as the worst team in the AFC. My worst team in the AFC is the Raiders. I know the Titans. Or the t- it looks like the Titans are about to start trading people away, and they're about to go through a rebuild. But for me, the Raiders they they lost a, a undrafted Division two rookie quarterback. I mean th- that team, despite how I don't care how many wins they have this year, that team is one of the worst in the NFL. And to me, they're the worst in the AFC. They just that team, everything about them is pointless because their coach stinks and everything about them stinks. I think you're being too hard on the Raiders players. Um, I don't think it's them. It's the organization, um, it's the front office. It's just really, really bad. They stink. It, it's the entire thing. It was the opposite for me. And I would say the Titans front office is good. It's the players on the field that suck. That's the flip. We, we're, we're on two opposing sides on this Yeah, the, the Titans are a team that's clearly about to go through a rebuild and they're about to start trading players off. The Raiders are just kind of stuck where they're, they're paying some guys, but they're also probably too good to go get a quarterback and fully rebuild, but they're still paying guys. that don't really have cap space, but they're paying they, – they're just – they're stuck in the middle. And that's the worst thing you'd be is having a coach you don't like, having management you don't like, having ownership you don't like, and just being average. That's the worst thing you could be. Yes. Um, and what we got next, Jess? Worst team in the NFC. I got the Saints as the worst team in the NFC. You have all that talent, and you still can't win a game. You can't even throw a right a, a ball in the corner for a touchdown. Your receivers aren't catching the ball. This team should not have the record they have. As of right now, the Saints. Where did I just hear? The Saints are three and four. They should be four and three right now. And Jacksonville should have lost that game. That was a sloppy, disgusting, ugly game. I had to turn it off. Derek Carr is not the answer. He, I, I thought he was gonna actually, you know. Kind of seep into what that MVP year, that almost MVP year could have been. Nope. He's not the answer. Derek Carr's got to go. They need a, a good backup quarterback. Put the, the toucher. What's his name? The backup quarterback. Oh. The toucher. The uber toucher. Um, oh, James Winston. James Winston. Put him in. God. So it's so frustrating to see. I don't even want to put the Panthers in there because the Panthers, we know they were going to have problems. Put Derek Carr on the bench. I'm done. Uh, for me, even though they had a bye week, it's still Lions. They just they don't have any receivers. Lions. Oh, not the Lions. The Panthers. I mean, I got the wrong. I gave you the wrong cat. <laughs> uh, 
it, it, it's the Panthers for me. They don't have any receivers. They got young players on defense, but they're after. They're probably gonna have to trade a few of them to get draft picks back because they traded so much for Bryce Young. They just that that team is a mess. And I, I know they had the bye week, but I, to me, they're still the worst in the NFC. They just they they have a lot of work to do to get that team to be where they need it to be. Okay, I mean I, that that's fair. I think that's that's very fair. Um, I'm going to uh, what do we have next? Predictions. Yes. Right. Yeah, we have predictions. Yeah. But before we go on to, to for week eight predictions, I want to go and say that we're almost at the at the midpoint of the season. So I'm gonna go ahead and name off my top five quarterbacks thus far heading into week eight. As there are now 17 or 18 weeks and 17 games in a season in the NFL. So my number one quarterback in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. My number two is going to be Lamar Jackson. Uh, my number three is going to be Jalen Hurts. My number four is still going to be Jared Goff. Now, this is where it gets tricky. My number five, should I put Geno Smith? Should I put Matthew Stafford, who is playing really well? Um, Tua, I like him, but after the performance from the other day, I don't know. I don't trust Josh Allen to, to, to hold that spot. Well, I don't trust Justin Herbert to be that good at that spot. Um, I mean, do you give it to Deshaun? Do you give it to Joe Burrow, who hasn't played well at all this year? I mean... Kirby, Kirby pick who, who goes there? I, I don't know, but you know, Trevor Lawrence you is the Kenny answer. Pick, Trevor Pick. Lawrence is the answer for that spot. You, you mean you Kenny? Pick, his name is Kenny Pickett, not Kirby. Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Kirby Pickens is the guy um, on offense, correct? Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry. His name is Kenny Pickett. Yeah, and I, I got it confused, and I said Kirby Pickens is the guy on his team. George Pickens is the guy on his team. Pickens, all these Kirby's, Cans, Pickens. Okay, but you get it. So Mahomes, Lamar, Hurts, um, who did I say? You're throwing me off now. Um, Jared Goff and Trevor Lawrence. Those are my top five quarterbacks heading into week eight. Do you have any Jess or no? So my top five quarterbacks of this of the season so far, Patrick Mahomes, number one, Jalen Hurts, number two, Lamar, number three, Trevor Lawrence, number four, and C.J. Stroud, number five. Oh, C.J. Stroud. I forgot about C.J. They didn't play this week. That's probably why. Okay, um, let's get into uh, week eight predictions. Jess, take it away. Okay, getting into week eight predictions. We start with the Thursday night game. Buccaneers go to Buffalo to play the Bills. Buffalo's an eight and a half point favorite. I'm going to take, I, I will take the Bucs in that upset in this game. I know they haven't played overly well, but I think the defense will give Josh Allen problems. And I think Baker will be able to give them enough points just to win this game. I'm going with the Buccaneers as well. Our next game is the New England Patriots going to Miami to play the Dolphins. Dolphins are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I will take the Patriots in an upset. I think they go back-to-back -back with upsets, and I'm taking the Patriots. Really? Yeah, I, I think Belichick, especially against the banged-up Dolphins offensive line, I think they're going to find a way to get pressure on Tua. I think they get two wins in a row. Not a chance. We're going with the Dolphins here. They come back strong. Our next game, the New York Bowl, the Jets – Play the Giants. Uh, the Jets are three-point favorites. This is a tricky game for me. Because it's a boring game. You think so? Yeah, I, th I think this will be like a 7 to, or 10 to 7 type game. No. I see it more being 24-17, 24-21. Um, if if Tyrod Taylor plays great, I think he beats Zach Wilson and the Jets hopes for a winning season. They're over. So I'm going to go with the Giants. I will go with the Jets here. I think I think the Jets defense is better than the Giants defense. I think the Jets will be able to just scratch out enough points to win. I expect this to be a low scoring game. I will go with the Jets. 
Okay. Our next game, the Jaguars go to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Jacksonville is a two and a half point favorite. I'm going Jaguars. I will also go Jaguars in this game. This is a big Upset, test. Of- upsetting Pittsburgh at home. Well, I mean, Jacksonville is the favorite, though. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I think this is a game for the Jags. If you're going to be a real contender, this beat a team like Steelers. The Steelers are a lesser team. They have a lesser quarterback. You go in and you win this game. The, our next game, the Atlanta Falcons go to Tennessee to play the Titans. Atlanta is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. To me, this is a make-or-break game for Ritter. If Ritter struggles in this game versus a team like the Titans that are about to seemingly give up on the season, you got to go to Heineke in this game if he struggles. This you is a game you absolutely, you absolutely have to win this game. You can't you can't lose to the Titans. You you need to make the change if Ritter struggles this week. I will go with the Falcons because I do think Ritter will struggle, and I think they go to Heineke, who I think is probably their best option. Um, I going with the Titans. Um, if Desmond Ritter plays the entire game, but I echo everything you said about Heineke. Our next game is the Houston Texans going to Carolina to play the Panthers. Houston is a is a three point favorite, and I'll tell you immediately. I'm taking the Texans. I think. I think this will be a closer game than people think because I think the Texans don't their roster isn't the most talented, but I think they will win this game because their quarterback is better than the Panthers quarterback. And I think right now Texans have it a little bit more figured out than the Panthers do. I agree. I'm going Texans. Next game, Los Angeles Rams go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Dallas is a six and a half point favorite. Um, Rams beat them by uh, 14 points. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to blow the Rams out. I I don't think the Rams are that good. You think the Rams are way better than. They actually are. I think the Cowboys blow them out. Their 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 offensive line can't stand up against the one guy that they have on defense on that line. Other than that, they have nobody else. Nobody. So I think the Rams take this by a huge margin. Then that's when questions come into the entire thing. And Jerry Jones, whatever fucking rhetoric he's putting out there, saying we're not gonna draft anybody else. We're good. Um, Dak Prescott is a starting quarterback for the future. This is where it's gonna come and start boiling on the Dallas Cowboys. Rams by 14. It's yeah, going to be with, it's going to be 40 uh 42 28 Rams. Yeah, I'll go with Cowboys here. Our next game. The Rams do not win at home, but they win big on the road. Uh, our next game, the Minnesota Vikings go to Green Bay to play the Packers. This is a even this is a pick 'em game. So, I will, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I know that the Vikings I know the Vikings are a little bit beat up, but so are the Packers and I I trust Kirk Cousins way more than I trust what the Packers have right now. So I would go with the Vikings in this game. It actually kind of is surprising to me that th- this is a pick I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think if the Vikings can do that to the 49ers, I mean, I just found some passion within themselves to say, you know what, we can do this. We can do this good enough to beat these guys who we shouldn't even have beaten. And this is a big game for the Vikings. They're three and four now. They win this game. They're four and four. They're putting themselves right in the midst of a playoff push with a winnable schedule over the next month. I had a question for you about Kirk Cousins. Um, he was having He's on on pace to have a monster year, numbers wise, even though he's losing. You remember? Still, I'm sorry. Remember I said I thought he could have a monster year this year because he, because they they got rid of Dalvin Cook and they and they drafted Jordan Addison at receiver. That they oh, that, that, this was my other one, um, on on Dalvin Cook. Do the Vikings re-sign him at any point from the Jets? Um, no, I think they're fine with what they have. Okay, okay. They're a heavy um, passing team, anyways. So, does Kirk Cousins belong in the MVP conversation? I think so. The Vikings are an interesting team because they started out so slow, but they play they play the Packers this week. They play the Falcons, the Saints, 
the Broncos, the Bears, the Raiders. And then their next real hard game is probably going to be December 17th in Cincinnati against the Bengals, a team that still might be beat up by that point. So they have winnable games. And if they go on a run here, there is a chance Kirk Cousins puts himself in MVP conversation because he's going to have big numbers. And this is something I said coming into the year. I didn't think they'd be good enough. But if you look at how their team's built, if they get on a run here, Kirk Cousins might launch himself in MVP conversation because he's going to have 5,000 yards passing. and might have 35 touchdowns by the time of the season. You do say that. Our next game is the Saints going to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Colts are a one-point favorite. I don't really want to take the Colts because I think they're a really inconsistent team. But I, they're also playing another inconsistent team in the Saints. I will go with Colts here. I'm more with the Colts. Um, I think Gardner Minshew is, as of right now, a a three-time better quarterback than Derek Carr. And he has better – I mean, honestly, he doesn't have better weapons. But he has a better mindset of the of the game of football right now. Derek Carr, nope. And he's a, and Gardner Minshew is very underrated on his on his um his elusiveness. I think he, I think he's a, a way better quarterback at Derek Carr in the stage right now. And this is only – we're heading into week eight. Our next game is Philadelphia – the Philadelphia Eagles going to Washington to play the Commanders. Philadelphia is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I will go with the Eagles in this game. Oh, excuse me. I, too, will go with the Eagles. And this is this is the, this will be the game that Magic Johnson says, enough is enough. Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, uh, Eric Bieniemy, you guys are gone. The only thing that gives me pause is this was a really back-and-forth game the first time they played. But I think this is, yeah, this is probably going to be the game where right now the commanders are three and four. If they lose this game, their season probably headed south. They win this game. Maybe they can stay in conversation for a wild card. This is kind of a make or break game for them, but I just think the Eagles are better than they are. Oh, I mean, absolutely they are. On top of that, you, I mean, they don't even have the weapons that the Eagles do. Um, There's another point I was going to bring up. Yeah, fire, fire everybody on that Washington coaching staff. Seriously. Our next game. The Cleveland Browns go to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seattle is a three-point favorite. I will go with Seattle. I I trust Geno in that offense a little bit more than what I think I'm going to get from the Browns. I think Geno gets sacked in this game about four times, and it's going to be a very, very close game. I don't know if you can get any closer to, than 39 and 38 that they just had against the Colts in that win, but this is going to be a tough game. To me, this is a pick em. I don't know who wins. Well, you got, you got to go on a limb here. You got to give me. You got to give me a winner. I mean, there are, if Miles Garrett forces fumbles against the Seattle Seahawks, like he did against the Colts, who are supposed to have a top five offensive line. I mean, it's going to be have to be the Browns. And you said Seattle's at home. Seattle is at home. That's going to be interesting. That's another fucking wild factor. I don't know. I don't know, Jess. But I'm, I'm gonna go. If Deshaun Watson plays, I'll go with Deshaun Watson. If he doesn't. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Our next game, the Baltimore Ravens go to Arizona to play the Cardinals. Baltimore is eight and a half point favorite. This feels a little bit like a trap game. Like a, a, a team like the Ravens who had a huge win, they're going to Arizona, East Coast to West Coast. This this feels like this will be a little bit of a trap game for the Ravens here. Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens. I like Josh Dobbs, as you've heard me say it. Um, I don't trust their coaching. Their coaching is not good. I will go with the Ravens, but I'll go in a relatively close game. I'll go 27 to 17. I think I think it'll be a it'll be a 3 to 7 point game late. Ravens put together a drive that puts it out of reach. Uh, but I I think this game will be closer than people think. Okay. Our next game, Cincinnati goes the Cincinnati Bengals go to San Francisco to play the 49ers. San Francisco is a five and a half point favorite and they're also coming off two consecutive losses. I'm going Joe Burrow. 
and the Bengals. I, I will go with a low-scoring game. I will go with the 49ers in this game because th- this is one of those games you have to win if you're going to be the one seed. If you're going to stay in contention for the one seed, you can't lose three games in a row. So I will go with the 49ers because they, they have to come out and they have to play desperate. Joe Burrow and them had a week off. They're three and three. They're going to want to get in the mix of their division. So I'm going to just go ahead and say Joe Burrow wins. Um, it's going to be a close game and a, a low-scoring game. I could see this game being a 9-6 to six game, to be honest with you. Our next game, Kansas City goes to – the Kansas City Chiefs go to Denver to play the Broncos. Kansas City is a eight-point favorite. Upset week. Upset week. This – it's not because of the coaching. It's just because the players are on some type of momentum that they think that they have a chance. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think as well. Um, I think the Chiefs can easily win, but I don't think it's going to happen that way. So I'm going to just go ahead and say that the, the the Chiefs are going to win, but that the Broncos have a chance to shock the Chiefs in this game. And they're at, in Denver. Yeah, maybe if they hadn't played just a couple weeks ago, I think the Chiefs are going to blow them out. I think the Broncos, they barely beat a Packers team that has no idea what they're doing right now. I think this will be a game where we see the Chiefs come out. I think they're going to I think they'll score on the first two they're, they're going to score in the first couple possessions. I think the Broncos will get back in the game, but it, this will be like a 30 to 20 type game where it feels closer than it is, but it's never really within reach for the Broncos. I think the Broncos will play better than they did in the first game. I, I think this will be a 30 to 20 type game for See, a victory. And, and then you figure Russell Wilson does not play like shit when he plays against Patrick Mahomes. It's as if well, his game becomes elevated. Well, he played like shit the last time they played. Yeah, but that's one time. There's been there's been other situations where that's not even a factor. More than likely, Patrick. Well, well actually, Patrick Mahomes was never able to beat Russell Wilson until he went to Denver. Well, they only played one time. Exactly, in a huge game. That was a yeah, no, that's, game. I mean, that, that's that's not really a that's not really a. Okay, you're shot. making excuses. They played in his first season as a starting quarterback with one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. There, there are two of the three starting quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick, Mahomes play, Patrick Mahomes doesn't play defense. I know, but the Chiefs' defense in that game was an undrafted Javarius Ward and Tremont Smith, who's no longer, or I think he barely is in the league. I think he he's hanging around as a power turner, who was like a fifth or sixth round pick. Like it, it just, I'm not gonna take that as an actual sample size. Uh, our next game is this is the maybe one of the worst primetime games of the season, probably the worst primetime game of the season. The Chicago Bears go to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. The Chargers are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, and you can mark it down right now. The Bears are going to beat the Chargers. I'm going with the Bears as well. And their head coach gets fired after this game uh, for the for the Chargers. And that's why, yeah, that's why I think he gets fired is losing to a undrafted Division II rookie quarterback. Yeah, so uh, there's going to be a few um, teams that are not going to have coaches come Monday morning, or at least um, – was that, was that the last game? Uh, no, we have the Monday night game. The Las Vegas Raiders go to Detroit to play the Lions. Lions are an eight-point favorite. Oh, well, that's not the only two coaches who are going to be fired. Ron Rivera, Josh McDaniels, um, the Chargers head coach, I can't think of his name. Brandon Staley. Yeah, Brandon Staley. You got Stefanski, who should be fired this week. There's going to be a lot of fucking coaches come Tuesday or Monday night who are, who are gone. I will go with, I'll go with the Lions in this game. I think this is going to be a get-right game for them. Um, I could see the Lions losing to the Raiders just for an upset. I it just the NFL has patterns, and it's not that the the Lions will lose horribly, but they're going like, what the fuck? So they get this loss out the way, out the way as well, and they still take control of their division. So 
I, I say that there's a possibility the Raiders win just because, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders. And that is it for our week eight predictions. Anything else you want to add or no? Uh, no, I think what we saw this week is we're starting to see teams separate uh, from the pack. We're starting to see who the best teams in the NFL are. Uh, if you look... If you look at the AFC, the Chiefs right now have the one seed, and then you have three, five, and two teams with Miami, Baltimore, and Jacksonville. I think eventually we start to see kind of a top tier emerge in the AFC. And then in the NFC, you have the Eagles at six and one. We'll see if they continue this and how healthy they can get Jalen Hurts over the next couple weeks. And then when it comes to Detroit, San Francisco, and Seattle, and, and maybe even a Dallas, we're going to see who kind of starts to emerge as maybe the second best team in the NFC. Okay, so see, I don't believe that there is a top tier of the NFL. There is no team above and beyond another team. There is no second, there is no third, there is no no clear number one of, well, yeah. uh, of just dominant, of dominant the, team. People the, thought the, the 49ers, the 49ers are everything that you said they were going to be. The Chiefs have recently found some momentum to be that number one team. Even I gave them credit for it this week. But overall, I think the Chiefs could still lose easily to a, to a what somebody might say, a, a, a sixth seed or, or a fifth seed. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think you're, you're, you, you there give are, the Chiefs too much credit. The, there's clearly two uh, – the two best teams in the NFL are the Chiefs and the Eagles. Fuck uh, no. You and I have discussed the Eagles have been so poorly overrated. It's ridiculous yeah, because they're yeah. offense. The, the NFC, if you look at the next best teams in the NFC, it's Detroit, who is unproven. San Francisco, who doesn't have a quarterback, I trust, and Seattle, who has been up and down this year. The Chiefs and Eagles are the two best teams. I think the Chiefs are clearly the best team in the NFL. And then you start you start to think, okay, can Jacksonville and Baltimore kind of get into maybe the tier two and become a top tier, uh, the top teams in tier two? But right now, I think the two best teams are the Chiefs and the Eagles. See, I, I don't, I can't, I can say which one is the best in the AFC, which one is the best in the NFC. But overall, between the both of them, they're both the same team, to be honest with you. Only thing is that the Chiefs have, have, the, have the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, no, I would, I would just say, it, there are two teams I expect them to win basically every game they play. Right now, it's the Chiefs and the Eagles. I don't think it'll always be perfect with those two teams, but more often than not, they're going to find a way to win. And then with the other teams, it's okay. Can you find some level of consistency? Even a team like Baltimore, you, you've lost to the Colts, who had a backup quarterback come in in the middle of the game. Yep. And Thank you. then they and then they lost to the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, who I don't think is that good. So they, they've shown a level of inconsistency that, yeah, you had a great win over the Lions, but can you back it up with a win over the Cardinals in a game you should blow them out? And then the next week you play the Seahawks, that's a good team. Can you then uh, establish with two more wins or that you're a top team in the AFC? Because Correct. history would show the Ravens probably lose one of those games. Yep. Are you think the Ravens are being overrated or overhyped right now? No, I just, well, yeah, I think they're being a little bit overhyped right now because they just, they've not shown the consistency. Like, you lose, I know the Steelers are a divisional rival, but their quarterback situation is terrible. But the Steelers' offense is not good at all. Kenny Pickett is really inconsistent, and they lost to that team. And then the Colts, you lose to that team with a backup quarterback, and they were at home. It'd be one thing if you're playing Indianapolis. You were at home, Gardner Minshew came in as a backup quarterback in bad weather, and you lost to that team. I don't I don't know how you do that. Like I know the Colts surprise teams. Hell, they beat the Chiefs last season in week three. But That's like that was a game on the road, or that was a game where the Chiefs were on the road. Ravens, you're at home, you had a lead, 
and you're playing a backup quarterback. How do you lose that game? It, it also was a bad weather game, too. So the fact that you even let Gardner Mitchell keep driving the ball on you in bad weather, it just it made no sense. And that's why I'm not fully bought into the Ravens yet. I'm with you on that 100 percent. And probably because my dislike for Lamar, that's just full disclosure because I don't like him. But he is a good quarterback. But the team is overhyped at this stage. When you have Michael Irvin, Michael Irvin on TV saying he is the golden quarterback now. He is the man to take down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs dynasty. I don't see it happening. They haven't been able to do it yet. They're not going to do it in the future. Well, I just I look at your weapons and, okay, who are – I, I don't think Lamar is at the level of Mahomes, where Mahomes can win with Travis Kelsey and a bunch of other dudes. Right now, Lamar, he has Mark Andrews. He has Zay Flowers. And then outside of that, it's a rotating cast of characters. The, when, o, when OBJ is not hurt. Well, and that's my thing is he's not really been that good this year. So, okay, you have Zay Flowers and you have Mark Andrews. What's going to happen if a team takes away one of those guys and you're just throwing to one guy every yep. all game? I yep. don't think Lamar is at the level where he can just have a Devin DuVernay and he, he can just have him and throw the ball to him 10 times and get 120 yards. I don't think he's at that level. And with the Ravens, I just, I want to see them. It's not that I don't think Lions are a good team. I think Lions are fine, but they're not the team. I think I would be like, yeah, we beat them. So that means you're a Super Bowl contender. I want to see them play a team. They play the Bengals who are a division opponent. I they still have kind of have their issues, but that's a big game for them. They play the Jaguars later in the season, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. Their, their last four games are against the Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, and Steelers. That's going to tell you who the Ravens really are. Yes. If you win those games, then you're a real contender. But th- those are the games where if you want to be a top one or two seed going to the playoffs, you win those games. If not, you're just one of the other teams. And that's not to say you're bad or that you can't even win, but you're going to need other things that you're going to need things other than Lamar. If you lose those games, because right now right. you have you have Mark Andrews, but when you play the better teams in the NFL and you play the top, you, you play the top teams, it's not going to be enough. And I'm not sure that's going to be enough. That's fair. Um, I can't think of anything else. You got anything else or no? I think that about sums it up. I think we're kind of, we're seeing some trends and uh, the biggest thing for me with the 49ers is they know they have, they can play. They know they can win and be dominant playing one way, but when they play from behind and Brock Purdy, it, when you know, he's going to throw the football, he's been less effective. And can they find a way to keep him efficient when they, when, uh, when teams know he's going to throw the football. And that's, right. that's basically the biggest question is how much better can Brock Purdy be? I, th- I don't think he's that great. And I think they have a limited, they have a limited ceiling with him, and I, I know they got to the NFC Championship game with him, but I, I still think it's hard to win when your quarterback gets significantly worse when teams know you're throwing the football. That was my main yeah, takeaway. That's my main takeaway from the last two weeks. Um, if I have a main takeaway, it's that what I said earlier. I don't think there's still a, there's there's no there's no team that can just dominate another team in this league right now. They thought it was San Francisco. It's not them either. Um. So that's my takeaway just from the seven weeks we played, they played so far. Other than that, I, I have nothing else. No, I, th- I think that about wraps it up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope to see you here next, next week. Go Chiefs. Thanks, Jess. I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Referendum Podcast brought to you by Finn Flam Sports. 
We would like to invite you to like us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you can find somebody, we are there. TikTok, please like, subscribe, follow, whatever you can do to give us your support. We truly appreciate it. We hope to see you next time. You don't stop. What's happening in the world today? You don't. You don't. You don't. We need to make a change one day.